The day before, so this is... 24 hours from now, we'll both be in it. Oh, 24 hours from now. Mm -hmm. um, More like 22 and a half hours from now, I'll be in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll still be in it. Oh, still be in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, So the idea of this episode... Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, boy. It's something I've been pretty excited to do. Um, since starting this podcast, I guess. Let's is, speak about that, know, all right? Record. I'm so mad, but you're excited. Well, do you want to talk about why you're mad first? Yeah, all right, listen, dweebs. You... Wait, let me talk about why I'm <clears throat> excited first. All right, well, I want to... Just... No, um, how do you do bad cop, good cop? You do bad cop first, right? Yeah, good yeah. point, go for it. Yeah, you dweebs, you, <clears throat> you Star Wars fans, I'm so mad at you. Because I'm like... Oh, okay, I'm so excited for Star Wars. I have my early ticket. I see it at 5. I'm going to probably get there at 4.30 maybe because I don't know if there are going to be no previews for the fan event. I'll go a full hour, baby. I'm showing up at 5 or 6. Yeah, no, but I don't you, have assigned seats. I have, yeah. I have assigned seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like super, super excited. I get to watch The Mandalorian today. And then I'm like, get my Star Wars. I've done my rewatch. Watch, 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 watch. And then... In America, all right, for our international listeners, our president is being impeached right now. So <laughs> that was today. And they're like, right. impeach, impeach, impeach. And so I go on my public Twitter. Oh, don't do that. Because I um, I teach government at my school. And I've been very invested in this whole impeachment thing because... I live in this country, and the president is getting impeached. And then my stupid st- Poe Boys account is up, and then it, I don't go to the timeline. Oh. I'm like, not on the timeline. Oh. But my muscle memory goes to my notifications, and you uh-huh. you dweeb Star Wars fans liked a, a spoiler, which I don't even know if it's a spoiler. I'm not going to say don't it. Don't tell me. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I know. They said a spoiler, and I'm like... I don't even know if it's actually one. And it's one of those notifications that doesn't even have anything to do with us? No, like, no, no. It's like, this this person liked yeah, a tweet. Yeah, I can't stand that. And you know what? I imagine if you are someone of actual renown who actually has um, an active following on Twitter that you probably don't get those. You probably just get, like, pure, unleaded, you're involved with every notification, notification. That is not the case for us. No. All right. No, it's not. And most of our notifications are stuff y'all knuckleheads are doing. Yeah. That they're we like, have, like hey, it's like, hey, this person follows you, like this thing. Yeah. Like, hey, great. All your Star like, Wars fans I, like I this one post, and I'm like, it's not like it takes you know, gives up the whole farm, but it definitely now That's shaped my, my shaped my whole night. It shaped my whole. Going into that. going to that no, thing because I keep too. I think I keep looking at that sentence and I'm like, oh, is man. it true? Is it not oh, true? Man. If it is true, what are the possibilities? So it's not like a 
this definitely happened situation. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, now. But it's going to shape some some of your experience. Yeah. And like um, that's never happened to me before. In episode seven with Holland, that mm-hmm. wasn't spoiled for me. Episode eight with Snoke, yeah. that wasn't spoiled for me. Um, now this isn't a tweet about like whatever the big thing is, you know, like oh Palpatine is Ray's, you know, brother or whatever. <laughs> I but, thought you were gonna say raised by wolves. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever that is. But um yeah, so I'm livid right now. I'm sorry to hear that. But I'm that's bad that. cop, I'm so let's let's go on let's go on good cop. Well good cop probably should have been up front. It has nothing to do with you fans. You're whoever. I mean you know, um, God bless. But I just want to explain basically what the premise of this episode is. It's just in two parts. Right now it's Wednesday, um, the 18th. So tomorrow on the 19th, Peter and I are both going to see the movie separately. Isn't that exciting? But I wanted to sit down and do a last minute, like, let's talk about this movie. And let's talk about the movie. And do before. And then tomorrow night, probably late into the night, Pete and I are going to touch base again and talk. I, I, I'm hoping to get like an immediate before. Not immediate, obviously, but... Nothing drastic is going to change my perception of this film in the next 24 hours because I'm not online at all because I'm horrified of finding out even the meta score. Um, so, oh, wait, so has nobody texted you like a review yet? Yeah, no, people, my, my friends know not to do that. Oh man, people have already said my me... friends text me when their significant others tell them about reviews they heard and they express how angry they are. Mutual friends, accountant for the show Cody. Once texted me when his wife accidentally told him <laughs> that she heard a review for Avengers Endgame and she heard it was good. <laughs> and similar to myself, he did not want to know that. I do not want to know if it is good. I do not want to know if it was bad. Anyway, immediate before and immediate after. And I'm excited to have this. Hopefully the finished product will be decent. But I'm excited to have this because um, I think it'll be cool for me personally to listen back on. In years to come, I can't. You I can don't only listen imagine... to the podcast. All right, let's, let's not. No, I don't. I never will. Yeah, but not... there's episodes of old stuff I recorded that I listen to every now and again, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was fun with friends. So I wish, like, how interesting, not for literally any other human being on the planet, but for you or I, it would be for if we listeners. had done a pre-Last Jedi one, like. What would it be? Can you even imagine whether you loved or hated that movie? Going into that movie, you didn't know. No one knew. No, nobody. Nobody knew. And, and to be able to listen back now, I can. I can remember, you know, vaguely my perceptions of it and my excitement for it. But boy, wouldn't it be a trip? Oh yeah. I mean, I remember. I remember where I was after Force Awakens. It was with you. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I just kept. Oh, wow. I just kept saying, "Oh wow." Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I remember distinctly where I was seeing Last Jedi. I saw it with two people we went to college with. Mm-hmm. And then I remember distinctly saying, oh, wow. Oh, Yeah, I think you oh. and I talked very, very briefly yeah, that I was night, like, and then at length, like immediately. I, yeah, morning. I was like, oh, oh, wow. So I would imagine, I don't know... You know, am I going to add on to the trilogy of the Oh Wows? I don't know. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But I'm 
yeah, I'm excited to create this little personal artifact for myself. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty chipper. Speaking of these personal artifacts, on uh, the last episode I mentioned that I wrote a list of predictions that I wrote before episode 7 came out. Like a checklist of stuff that, uh, like maybe, maybe a bit of a wish list and maybe just, you know, predictions. I, you know, again, as I said before, this is, you know, I didn't know Kyle Ren was Ben Solo. I didn't know Han Solo was going to die. I didn't know all kinds of things. These are just predictions from the beginning of the trilogy. I couldn't find it yesterday. Oh, when we no. Recorded. Did you find right. it? Right. Well, see, here's the problem, Pete. I was looking in the little shelf in my bedside drawer where I just throw concert ticket stubs and movie ticket stubs and race bibs and miscellaneous nonsense. I was looking there for, again, a piece of paper on which I had jotted down a dozen vague notions of what might be in Force Awakens circa November 2015. Where I should have been looking, apparently, is the same location that houses my passport and social security card. Oh, <laughs> Oh my, Josh, you have some... And that's where I found this bad boy. Josh, we um, ah. we should have a conversation about your personal valuables and how... Yeah. Like, when you... When somebody asks you... Did like, I mention so, that they're all... They're, those that, that location, it's my Christmas stocking. I hang up year-round. Um, so, Josh, when somebody asks us at Star Wars Celebration, like, hey, how big of a Star Wars fan are you... You can legit say, my episode 7 predictions were next to my passport, birth certificate, letter to, I wrote yeah. to my dad when he was in war, and... <clears throat> oh, brother. So, my I figured baby it teeth. might be fun real quick to go through these. It's, you know, nothing earth-shattering. But a lot of them are predictions that I would double up on for tomorrow. Really? Okay, let's hear them. All right. And I will point out that I, of these, three of them turned out to be true, and I wrote like a dozen. Oh my gosh. Hayden Christensen, Force Ghost. Nope. Uh, Wedge! Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's stop nope. there. I think okay. I think there's a chance, for sure. Yeah, and, but not in episode seven, obviously. Yeah, but for episode nine, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot of these, but um, let's see. Old Admiral Akbar with Stubble. Never got a chance. I've... Uh, heard that sorry and this is not like the twitter thing i think we're gonna get some um mon calamari yeah i think they're in the, the trailer are they in the trailer i think they're in that one big background i'm shot pretty sure claude is in that the claude is in there as well i actually told somebody about somebody was asking me today about spoilers and like what do i know and what i don't know and i was like Big plot points I'm upset about, but yeah. the no, I've known you know what the characters' names are in the background, mm. like Claude mm. or Snap Wexley for you know a while now. Well, not the Claude Don't one. Don't remember any of the new planet names. I know I've read Paisano, maybe. No, that's Paisano's is a pizza place at in Fredericksburg. Right. It's actually pretty right. good. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's up. from when we when we were in college. Um, Paisanos. Uh, C through W, comma Z wing, which is just to say any other Again? wing. Again, okay, up. yep, that's yeah. what's happening. This was years ago too. I don't change. Boba, no. Lando, no. Yes, Ewoks no, just um, hanging out in the background. Lando's gonna be in episode nine for sure. Yeah, that's right. Rogue One trailer surprise. That didn't end up happening. Veiled reference to brutal death of Jar Jar Binks. No. C three PO told to shut up. Which ended up happening in Last Jedi, thank you very much. 
some sort of Knights of Ren catchphrase or greeting. All of this is the way, anyone? I think we could get that. A monster? Check. Han jabbing his finger in get, Hey, I don't know if we're going to get a monster in episode 9. Yeah, but we got one in 7. Yeah. Uh, a hilariously blatant retconning? Uh, you know, that's up for you to decide. Chewbacca makes a new noise. I think that happened. Battle droids? Nope. An AT something T? Oh, actually, I, last um, let's stop for a second. Did you notice mm-hmm. there is a battle droid in episode 7? The, um... The bounty hunter droid from um, Fallen Order is in. He's at um, Maz's castle. They pass. You pass him. But he's not like a straight up B one battle droid. No, either. not battle droid. But like oh, it is. Yeah. It is a bounty hunting droid. Um, that, Interesting. That. Oh, like just remind me, we're gonna have to talk about Fallen Order at some point. Yeah. Um, that character sucked. Because uh, I destroyed it, and then they threw here. me in prison. What? <laughs> last three hot takes here from my 2015 predictions for Force Awakens. Straight up bullets. Didn't know happening. Han has an ex-wife. Yeah. And someone points out the inherent dogma of the Jedi and the Sith. Hey, thank you, Luke Skywalker and Last Jedi. So those are the sorts of things I was thinking could possibly happen in Force Awakens. Now we're talking Rise of Skywalker. Some of them are um, perhaps still on the table. Some of them will never happen. Pete, have you rewatched Last Jedi? Yeah, I've rewatched Last Jedi. Because you had mentioned it was on Netflix, so you weren't sure. Oh, no, I have Netflix. It It was a joke. Oh, okay. Big Netflix guy. When did you watch it? I watched it last week. Okay. Um, so I had talked for a while about Tuesday, Wednesday, doing Force Awakens and Last Jedi again. I rewatched the whole saga, and you know, Chris and I wrapped that up about a month ago. So I, you know, I've done my my saga rewatch, or not just I mean all the movies. Um, and I was gonna, like I said, rewatch those two sequel trilogy movies this week. You know, one, two, three, leading right into Rise of Skywalker. I mean, it's prime time now. I haven't done it yet, and I don't think i'm going to i think tonight i'm gonna the new episode of mandalorian is out but i think tonight i'm no star wars kind of um taking one last breath of other popular culture and stuff before the inevitable deluge of watching this movie like nine times and talking about it with every person i see over the holidays who knows about star wars is gonna ask me about it um but a part of me it's still a little bit regretting that I won't because I am wondering, and I'm trying to think back to when I was a kid and I saw like Empire Strikes Back, which is the first Star Wars movie I saw, but I think I was too young. Part of me suspects that perhaps in seeing the end of this story and hopefully um, some sort of triumph on the part of our heroes, that might assuage some of the, the things that, I have trouble with when watching The Last Jedi because a lot of what makes Last Jedi, um, the parts of it I don't enjoy, are seeing characters I care for fail very badly, which happens in Empire, I guess, but I was young when it happened and I can't remember a time where I didn't know that whole story. I can't remember a time where I didn't know it, that they Return of the Jedi came They next. weren't like pocketed events. It was, you know, after right. you watch... Empire Strikes Back, you immediately watch Return of the Jedi. Right. It was all just Star Wars. 
you know, by the time we were born, that was it was just it was Star Wars. It was three movies. It was Star Wars. It was the whole thing. Uh, so I I kind of really did want to watch the Last Jedi one more time, if only to like you know it'll be the last time I see it without knowing where it goes from there. But uh, I'm not going to. I, I you know like I said I want to take a little breather and I want to give Rise of Skywalker. I want to let it stand on its own first before I work on incorporating it in and you know over the holidays and stuff maybe at some point then i'll do you know watch them in in very close succession um but i don't know Pete, what are your thoughts do you, do you think that this movie has the potential to drastically affect um force awakens and last jedi in your perception of those movies well in terms of affecting last jedi and force awakens it really just depends on which of our characters make it through the end. Mm. And I'm a person, I'm a you know big Ray person, not a mm. big Kylo person. Mm. And the idea of like Kylo, you know, becoming buddy buddies, you know, being the third uh, person that's hanging out with Finn and Poe, I'm not okay mm-hmm. with that. And I'm not like, oh, cool, now they're going to be at, you know, PTA meetings, you know, Rose and Finn and and, uh, Kylo and Rey, you know. Um, That was like Legends books of, um, like, Han and Leia's kids and Luke and Mara Jade's kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I... Would like a nice end to I I, I want to see them do uh, a service to Carrie Fisher. Absolutely. I want like some resolution to that. I do not want Last Jedi again to happen to her. Yeah. Um, and then I'm mainly concerned with Ray. I that that's the mm-hmm. character that um I would really like to see. I'm curious if we're gonna see Finn as not a central character again and that I've been trying to think of Finn more as like a through this rewatch Finn is kind of like the C3PO R2D2 of Force Awakens Last Jedi we we see stuff through him mm. but he's not like mm. the big event in it you know it's mm-hmm. it is Rey um versus Kylo and then we just see these characters all around them but it's mainly you know that main that, that main duo Right. But see for me in rewatching, it really just proved like John Boyega and Finn are are the heart of the sequel trilogy. Um I just they all my joy and my fear and my like my emotion is most brought out in those movies by that character and that performance. And I think that probably dovetails into what you're saying of, you know, he is the character we see these movies through. Though I think the same could also be said of Rey in that she's also, she's only been in, you know, a podunk desert planet. So she is discovering a lot of this stuff as we are. But yeah, I, hopefully, I mean, I want a lot of Finn, which brings me to another point. I've mentioned in the past that the whole like end of the saga marketing push doesn't quite sit well with me. And I think the, um, to synthesize to, to my my feelings on that i think what it comes down to is i want i need this movie to 
service the sequel trilogy and these new characters that I've fallen in love with more than I need. I don't need I don't need this to be about the saga. I need this to be about seven, eight, nine and these characters in this story. And I they really are leaning heavily into no no no, this is nine of nine, not you know, three of three. And I do I am slightly concerned that I think that you're gonna you be know, disappointed. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Again, I I keep referring to that as the end gamification of the, the franchise. And I mean, may, maybe there are ways that it, you know, they can do both. I, you know, I I suspect I will enjoy the movie, regardless. But I just I love Ray and Finn and Poe and Rose and these new characters. I I adore spending time with them. It's crazy to me that that time is over. It feels like you know this just started um which i think also brings me to another point of i don't know that you know i guess perhaps when they inevitably do like 10 11 12 maybe i'll have kids at that point and that'll lend me a new enthusiasm for it but you know that this is the most invested i've been in in the star wars movies um and it's i've just been so excited with every chapter and i've been you know I started a freaking podcast about it, you know, and I I can't help but look at the ending of episode nine as sort of an ending to um, a point in my life where I gave more of my time and thought than I needed to or was reasonable even at all to these movies. Uh, I don't I don't suspect I'll ever be this invested or involved with. The franchise again it don't you know it's only because i'm you know i'm growing up i have different priorities things shift and also because you know when episode seven came out you know three years before that i was i just assumed i wouldn't get another star wars movie i was a naive enough to assume seven eight nine was not going to happen my first published story in community college was a story called seven eight nine where a guy goes to a psychic to try and find out if luke skywalker ever finds love so I was I, that's right I don't remember the ending <laughs> that'll oh, be premium man. content but I just that's it hilarious. was you know I just assumed yeah we're not gonna get more Star Wars movies and now I know like you're gonna do 10 you're gonna do 11 you're gonna do 12 these are gonna go on forever or you know at least until they are unbearable and they make no money so I, I do feel like this is an end this is like an, the end of a, my, my pinnacle of passion for these movies which is not to say that I will stop loving them but I don't have the energy or willpower to obsess over them I don't buy the Legos anymore I'm probably not going to go to the next Force Friday you know so it's uh, big doings big doings yeah I mean it's it's interesting that for this one we can actually you know say out loud our feelings about it and then Mm -hmm. go back and like look at it right um yeah but it's not like we're really taking bold you know predictions on stuff we're not like how does palpatine get there or i think we have said does raylo happen and we're both definitively no um and i'm pleased no (laughs) but (laughs) yeah it is gonna be interesting to see where it kind of goes from there because i kind of mm-hmm. view it as if you're like a marvel a marvel fan right now like there's really nothing for you to do like there's nothing really to be excited about it's like black widow yeah but it's just like black widow is a spinoff 
history. Yeah, and it does it does take place in a time period that is already yeah, like you already know franchise right an intercool like a taskmaster. Like man. if this ep- if episode nine was immediately followed by like Luke's Jedi Academy, it's just like yeah, that'd be really cool, but you know where are we going from there kind of situation, and I feel like. Yeah. There are things to really be excited about, you know, fi- closing up Clone Wars, um, the Obi Wan, oh, yes. um, Diego boys, Obi boys, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of getting to that point where, you know, for a lot of fans, like for me, you know, I'm like Marvel, but as soon as Endgame was, you know, done, I'm like, all right, cool. I've heard people express that. Yeah. Know? So. And I, I mean, just also the. I mean, we, you and I are aging into the point where we can only pretend to not be adults for so much longer, and I can't help but wonder if that also has um, a bit to do with it. You know, you can extend your adolescence into your 20s, and you can keep kind of... And, and it's also, we lucked into getting into our 20s in a time in which, uh, you know, being a, a nerd and being passionate about popular culture is essentially the norm, so it, it definitely made it a little easier um, but I, you know, maybe we're getting, uh, you know, getting a little older. All right. Priority this shift. is not supposed to be a retrospective. This was supposed to be an instant take. <laughs> and then, um, in about 30 seconds, Poheads, you're going to hear our, it's, it's going to be longer than 30 seconds. I have a few, oh, more, have notes. A few more notes. All right. Um, all right. So go ahead. Okay, quick question for you. Do you feel like, I mean, we kind of talked about if you think um, Rise of Skywalker has the potential to fundamentally warp how you view Force Awakens or Last Jedi. I kind of suspect no. And then I was also just wondering, the sequel trilogy so far in general, has it managed to warp your perception of the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy? Like, do you, do you at all watch the older movies differently because of stuff that happened in the newer movies? All right. For me, I... I feel like if I'm being honest, mostly no. Okay. Which kind of makes me... I feel like there were a lot of people that were our age when the prequels came out and went bananas about, like, ruining childhoods and stuff. And I'm like, I I, I, I can't relate to that. I don't... There's nothing that could happen in Rise of Skywalker that would ruin my enjoyment of any of the previous movies. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think that they're, sequentially, there's the, the, you know, the movies that everybody loves to block you from that, from saying, you know, this ruined my one, two, three um, childhood. Mm -hmm. In terms of, can this warp um, Last Jedi? I think it, if it's good, it it does. Yeah, I really suspect it might. I mean, I, I truly think the next time I watch Last Jedi, it will... I think I'll be able to feel better about the the parts of it that really distress me. Again, it's just you know, our heroes fail. I I don't I don't like watching them like fail. Here's, so hard. here's and two I, examples about that. Yeah. Okay, is mm. one in New Hope you don't know anything about the Emperor, you know, and then Episode Six mm-hmm. provides context for the Emperor, and then Episode One you see Anakin this like dweeb that hates sand, or sorry that's Episode Two. Uh, you see this dweeb <laughs> who like is only friends with a fat, um, um, oh my gosh. What are we talking about? What is that, what's that alien's name? Oh my gosh. Um, anyway. Oh, Dexter? Not Dexter. 
Jetster? Who are you talking Anakin, about? Anakin, he has the two friends, and the one's like, oh, you're going to get killed, Annie. And then the other one, who is the alien. Oh, the little Greedo. The little Greedo, yeah. What is that alien's name? Why am, is this escaping me? I had the Lego minifigure. I don't remember his name. Anyway, um, then episode three provides the context, like, this is a genocidal maniac, and you should not like Darth Vader. <laughs> so... That's true. I mean, you know, we have the potential to perhaps get more light shed on Snoke. That could, you know, change. And I, yeah, but knowledge-wise, yeah. Like, obviously, I think we'll we'll be working with more knowledge. But I just, I can't, you know, as far as my opinions, my fundamental opinions, you know. And I, I'll be the, you know, for whatever hang-ups I have about The Last Jedi, by and large, as a film, fundamentally, I think it is very good. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just, like, the decisions that are made which are not bad decisions, they're just hard for me to watch. I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't enjoy watching those decisions unfold because I don't, you know, I have a hard time watching those characters fail because I like them so much and I empathize with them. Um, and so, you know, I think should they succeed triumphantly this time, it might be a little easier to watch that. But like beat by beat, you know, I, I don't know. Like if I found out like the, the most... The worst thing that I think could happen in this movie is like, oh, no, yeah, you're right. Ray's like Luke's daughter or like her parents were secret Jedi or blah, blah, blah. That would be the big thing that would really distress me. Oh, uh, really? I would Not hate the, like that. Palpatine. Ray is like a clone of Pal- Palpatine. That would bug me, too. Yeah. Yeah. So any sort of thing where it's like, no, Ray isn't just someone like you. And the Force isn't actually democratized. It is still, like, a really messed up, weird eugenics thing. Um, that would really upset me. I don't... I don't think that that would... Taint I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make any predictions about how Palpatine gets there, because whenever I no, do a single neither. prediction, I'm kind like, that's okay. dumb. Like, any, yeah. any, any prediction I think of to bring Palpatine, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I liked I'll be, Maul. I'll be anxious you know, the, to see. Um, Darth um, Maul so stuff the, with Clone the, Wars. But... Oh, man. It also um, didn't have as much of a connection. You know, it didn't matter as much. So, mm-hmm. I'm really trying... And that, that hasn't been spoiled for me, what happens with Palpatine. So, But any... Whenever my imagination goes, it just goes straight negative. So I'm not trying to think about it. <laughs> Good call. Uh, I guess just my last big hot take. Then we're going to get our live reactions after seeing Rise of Skywalker listeners. That's right. I guess my big thing, like when I'm thinking about these movies, and Last Jedi really drove it home. Really drove it home. Um, I think the sequel trilogy, look, hot take here for all the, well, it's not fair one thing about this. I think the sequel trilogy, the moral of the sequel trilogy, whether intentional or not, is a politically conservative moral of stop trying to impose a sprawling government over an amount of space and people that are too big to be governed by one government. We saw an empire rise and fall. We saw a republic rise and fall. We saw a new republic rise and fall. I feel like the answer here, you know, the... The, the first trilogy is about a fall. The second trilogy is about redemption. I think perhaps, A, story purposes, moral of the story purposes, and also B, for Disney's own future, the franchise, the big takeaway from this movie could perhaps be an ascension above one faction or the other 
trying to impose their will on the entire galaxy. It's a galaxy. How's Borgullet supposed to govern Chewbacca? That's crazy. One's an octopus, the other's a big bear. What do they know about each other? Um, I suspect, you know, perhaps we were getting to a point in a franchise where they could stop trying to have one giant unified government over the whole galaxy and instead be like, yeah, a lot of these systems are just going to govern themselves. And then that opens you up for any number of conflicts across any number of franchises and you can do all sorts of movies where it's like, oh, yeah, there's this big battle, crazy thing going on over here. But over here, there's something totally different happening. I don't know. I do, and that's not going to happen. This is just a... Cool! Uh, a lesson that democracies can fail sometimes, but you still got to keep trying, as Leia does. Sure. You know, just because the New Republic failed, because this, you know, creepy guy apparently had control of all the troops... And then the New Republic didn't really work out because they didn't want to listen to a woman who, like, had all the answers. Doesn't mean you don't keep trying. I mean, she's trying real hard. That's fair. She's trying real hard. Like, her her main squeeze is dead. Her son is a psychopath. And yet she's still trying to get that democracy rolling. So. Yeah, but see, I don't like democracy can still exist in the galaxy. And also, I don't think democracy should exist on a planet, and these no, are all, also they all need not it. at all they my all political need, beliefs. They all, they all need but, the democracy. Okay? Yeah, I mean, whatever, you know, you're probably right, it's probably not gonna happen, but I just, I, when I am thinking of sort of the overall trajectories of the trilogies, you know, the, the prequel trilogy very much being about failure, um, you know, arrogance and lead, that leading to failure, but then, and so the other thing, well, this next trilogy, you know, the sequel trilogy, obviously it will end in, you know, it's a rise of Skywalker. It's, it's, it's success. But we already had success. We had a failure. And then the original trilogy, we have success. But then what happens after that? And, I mean, it would be, if they are really tripling down on this, the saga, the saga, I don't know, failure, success. Another success! I, so I feel like there's got to be another thing. But then, you know, maybe J.J. will just go back to the Force Awakens playbook and be like, this is the Return of the Jedi again. I think we're going to get a lot of Return of the Jedi stuff. I, the more and more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, yeah, yeah, we, we probably will. I can already, I feel like I'm, I'm already, have I have more predictions about what the honest trailer for this movie is going to be than what the movie is going uh -huh. to be. All right, well, um, you got that said yeah. pre-Josh? Yeah, I think so. The art book got delayed until March. That's a bummer, but, you know. The Pablo Pablo's Visual Dictionary will still be out day of. The soundtrack will still be out day of. I'm very excited. Is the soundtrack hoping, out? Maybe I'll pull a Pete and see it twice. Hmm? Soundtrack will come okay, out Friday. Okay. On CD. Not on vinyl. Vinyl usually comes out a little later. Don't worry, guys. It'll be there. I'm pumped, man. One to ten. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel like a seven, but that's just because of that tweet. Yeah. Um, I was actually feeling really good. <laughs> and... I feel like an eight, and that's just because I feel like my enthusiasm is becoming capped by my H. I'm very excited. All right. Let's go see the movie. See you on the other side, guys. Hey, gang. Josh here, old boy of note. Just a quick and pretty obvious heads up. The American Medical Association recommended that we give you a very severe spoiler alert before we continue. 
give me another music cue, and then we're going straight into it, gang. If you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, just stop now, or if you don't care, continue to listen. But, I mean, there's not going to be another one of these bad boys. So, you know, spoiler alert. And here we go. Dead speak! Oh yeah, that's the very beginning. What a... What I tell you? What a lackluster opening crawl. When I was nine is when Phantom Menace came out. I was nine years old. I was not old enough to care or internalize that that film opened with the taxation of galactic trade routes is in dispute. But now... 20 years later, the age of 29, I am completely old enough um, to internalize the dead speak! Um, Question mark. No, exclamation Do you remember point. where you were, like, when you saw Phantom Menace? In Florida. But, so, you like, you remember the, like, that actual night when you saw it? I do. We went to Pizza Hut beforehand. Pizza Hut, of course, was the vendor of Coruscant Toys. Taco Bell had Tatooine and KFC did Naboo. Apparently, right. apparently, my mo- I, I I couldn't remember when I first saw it, um, so I can't relate. You know, we both can't relate to these like older fans. They're like, I I know where I was when I saw New Hope and stuff, but apparently, my mom got pulled over by the cops as we were going to the theater. Uh-oh. For running a red light. And, Uh-oh. Um, my dad knew the cop. So she got off, and then my aunt was furious because my aunt has gotten, like, four or five speeding tickets. And she got off with a warning because of her connection to my dad. But... This is one of those stories where I would say, classic, insert name here. But there's so many characters involved that I would say that about that I don't know which name to insert. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, characters in this. The dead speak! The dead do speak a lot in this movie. Dead speak. And at one point... Exclamation point. At one point, there's like nine of them. But let's start. All right, look, I don't, I don't have anger problems, and I've always interesting kind of that as a yes, blessing. Yes, yes, yes. Like growing up, I think as kids, you have, you definitely have anger problems. I truly, literally don't, and you don't know what you're talking about. Like growing up as a kid, I would always like identify. Like eventually, you'd figure out which of your friends would lose their temper and go bananas. Uh, and I always count myself fortunate to not be one of those people. Um, that being said, about two hours into having my little knees smashed by the person in the scene in front of me, I did go insane in, in see red and basically oh, okay. read out <laughs> for a chunk that of sucks. the film that did involve um, all the voices. I assume... I think maybe Ahsoka was in there. She might have been. Maybe. Um, I was too insane to tell. 
Um, yeah, that was the best part of them. That was that scene and the Kylo Han scene are the two. Like I was, I I was crying during the whole thing. The first time, the second time, I was with my coworkers, so I had my hood up, and then I was crying yeah. again. And you had that rubber band that you keep, you flick your hand with to make sure you don't cry. Um, well, I know Qui Gon, the Mace Windu was the one I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. Ah! <laughs> and. <laughs> Anakin. Anakin was in there. Um, Which is interesting. Let's just get right into it right quick. Anakin's in there. Anakin's one of the voices. And he says, let's bring bring, bring balance Bring balance to the force. like I did. Like I did. But apparently he didn't. No, he did for a spell. But he didn't. Really? Ever? I don't... Bold, bold dialogue, JJ and Chris Terrio. Bold dialogue indeed. Um, just moments ago, you heard me yesterday, uh, like 27 hours ago or so. Oh my gosh, I'm so sleepy. Um, mention... Um, the, the, some stuff I, I wouldn't love about that movie. I was hoping it would lean more into being, uh, an ending for the sequel trilogy than the saga. And I was really hoping, gosh, I mean, if it was nothing not. else, gosh, it was not. could I please get a film that did not, um, retract what I would say is the boldest, best decision Ryan Johnson made in making Ray literally, quote-unquote, nobody. Um, wouldn't it be great if Ray could stay nobody rather than being, like, um, a bold argument for eugenics within the Star Wars mythology that firmly asserted that, gosh darn it, you can't have the Force, because only special people can have the Force with a recognizable last name, and you don't have a recognizable last name. And you are not of a specific lineage, and thus, you are not special. Only certain people are special, and only certain people can do this, and you are not one of them, and most people are not one of them. And I was really just hoping that that would not be the case. Um, well, Josh... The movie was called Rise of Skywalker, uh-huh. and it was about the Skywalkers mm-hmm. and Palpatine. So, right, go for Pal- Palpatine. <laughs> I'm I'm completely fine with it. I um I it didn't affect my enjoyment of the movie as much as it could have, as much as I thought it would. <sighs> but. Yeah, I, I had an issue with that. I um I don't think I don't think they should have brought back Palpatine. I don't think Palpatine should have been involved. I think it was a mistake to bring back Palpatine. I think it was a mistake to link Ray to Palpatine. Um Rise Skywalker. Rise Skywalker. We have letterbox accounts. Letterbox is a social media service where you are able to rate movies and log movies you've seen. And unfortunately I looked at that, so I've seen Pete's reaction, or at least his initial reaction rises skywalker and he has seen mine so we aren't fully coming into this blind um p you gave it five stars now in reality i'm gonna give it four and a half stars i oh um 
my coworkers, one is like hates the last Jedi and the other two like do not like one gave it a four, one gave it three and a half. But Last I, Jedi or Rise, Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. They all hate Last Jedi. So I knew by just immediately giving it a five, it would drive them insane because I saw it like I knew they would see it beforehand. Uh, so they were like, oh, five stars, five stars. Uh. And then they that framed their whole thing because they were like, that movie was not five stars. And I'm like, oh, what did you give it? A four. And um, as a disclaimer, um, in the start of this episode, I said I was spoiled and people texted mm-hmm. me. The things they texted me were that the reviews were in. And, Dude, I'm so glad I didn't look in advance. They're all trash, which doesn't make any sense to me. It, I, and then the second thing yeah. was um, somebody wrote, I feel bad for Ray and Daisy. That was the tweet that I saw on Twitter um, before I walked into it. And I don't feel bad for her at all. No, I would argue that I don't. I, I But think... we follow mostly Raylo fans. So that's yeah. the context of that tweet is... The Raylo fans must be livid right now. Because is Raylo confirmed? Yes, obviously. I don't... I think they're doing all right. I think they're sad, but I think that's that's a pretty happy medium, I suppose. No, 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 no. The Raylo fans want both of them alive. Oh, they want that sweet, sweet kiss, baby. And they got that kiss. No, they want the whole... They want the whole shebang. They want... The kiss. How would you know? You're not a Raylo. Um, I, you can't I, tell them what no, they no, want. No, 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 I follow them. You can't tell and them what they want. Listen, we follow enough of them on Twitter. I know what they want. Oh, All right? boy. I've, I've been... Oh, listen, boy. Listen, you haven't been Ray. I have. Uh-huh. All right? I lived, oh, I lived right. into that in character our, for the fan fiction. fiction. All right? <laughs> okay. But that's the context of it. I gave it four and a half stars. And then Josh, you liked it because you don't. I only, you only yeah, give, I only get five stars of top ten percent movies I've ever seen. Aren't I interesting? Isn't that neat? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't give Last Jedi five stars. I haven't given most Star Wars movies. I didn't give five stars. I gave Force Awakens five stars. Um, I did not give this five stars. Um, so <clears throat> watching this movie, I'll, I'll say just right up front, I was iffy. On the beginning of this movie, I was iffy on the end of this movie. The middle of this movie, I adored. I think my overall broad strokes review, walking out opening night, was that the big picture things they did in this movie, I didn't necessarily agree with. Particularly the big things on a saga level, I didn't necessarily agree with. But all of the small things, all of the character interactions, all the performances, I adored. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm iffy on it. Watching it about halfway through while they're on Paisano or whatever the calzone joint that they went to was called. Um, planet after great that, piece of place at our alma mater. Kilimanjaro or whatever the other planet was. Both uh, of those kimchi. set pieces and both of those sequences I adored and it really kind of reminded me, um, for... I, I think watching Last Jedi, whatever hangups I personally have about it, I've never been under the illusion that it is an inherently bad piece of filmmaking because it is 
very well done filming. All the decisions that The Last Jedi makes, whether you agree with those decisions or not, they did the math. They made sure everything added up. It's a it's a solid script. There's it's it's very tight. I mean, there are plot holes here and there. I guess as there are in in every movie, we could we could nitpick it um, as you can with most blockbusters. But it's it's a pretty tight um, craftsmanship kind of piece of work. I wouldn't say that about Rise of Skywalker, but well, Rise of Skywalker had a more adventurous spirit to it. I think there was well, the scope of it was just insane. Yeah, but even beyond the scope, like when it got huge, it would tend to lose me. But like when we have our core cast running around in the desert or in that weird rainy planet with Zori and all the mm-hmm. like, it. it it felt adventurous. It felt that felt more like um, the, like a quest the spirit. I liked, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it. I guess to me goes to show that the Star Wars aesthetic that I appreciate is not necessarily one that is refined and well tuned. It's it's one. It's more of a a spirit, and it has maybe a, it, it is maybe a little rough around the edges, but the the heart of it is sort of adventurous and pulpy and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, like those old, you know, science fiction magazines with crazy paintings on it that, you know, and, and there were a lot, there was a lot of that vibe in this movie that I, that I really appreciated that. And I, I don't, um, if I'm, if I'm putting on my film critic hat, which I don't own because I'm not a film critic, but I, I think, Already, I mean, just off my first viewing, I I think it's probably all but inarguable that The Last Jedi is a better made movie that backs up the decisions it makes better and puts more thought into the decisions it makes and has more evidence for the conclusions it arrives at, so to speak, than Rise of Skywalker. Um, But Rise of Skywalker... Remind me more of, I guess, quote unquote, traditional Star Wars, for better or worse. Um, so I, you know, I just got done yesterday, as you heard in this episode, talking about like, oh, I wonder if this movie will pepper my perception of those previous films. And I think it, it well, now that I've seen it, I can, you know, compare and contrast it with Last Jedi. And um, that's been interesting. That's been interesting. It's it, this movie. Um, coming on the heels of Last mm-hmm. Jedi, like walk, I, again, I think I can pretty firmly state in my opinion, I think Last Jedi is a better piece of filmmaking. But I walked out of Last Jedi in a daze, like feeling like, oh, uh, what's Star Wars? And I think I may have made a mistake being this passionate about this <laughs> thing. And like, I can, I will never. Never forget sitting there, not sitting there, lying in silence in the dark with my girlfriend in our bed, just being like, what, like trying to go to bed, and be like, why did we just see? I don't have those feelings about Rise of Skywalker. I didn't, I didn't walk out in a daze. I didn't walk out questioning my allegiance to a, a franchise, perhaps because that's already been questioned. Thank you to Last Jedi. Uh, Let's also, I mean, it's the difference between the middle and the ending of the trilogy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if the the end trilogy movie does its job, 
there should be, you know, some conclusion to multiple stories, right? Like, um, Revenge of the Sith, you know where all the plot lines are, obviously also because it's, you know, a prequel, but same thing with Return of the Jedi. So it's also tough to judge it that way because there has to be some conclusion to uh, these storylines, mm-hmm. even though obviously there's going to be another trilogy that Rey is a part of with her yellow, yeah, probably, with her yellow, probably. like flicky lightsaber, which is oh so man, cool. very into oh, that. Oh man, I was very into that. I was so so hyped, so so hyped that she got that. Yeah, and was Absolutely. Plo Koon one of the Jedi? Oh my gosh, that would that would be bananas. I don't think that Plo Koon had any dialogue in the film right but except for going we got blown up at the yeah, end but of in the I don't tv show had... right but that would be crazy for them to like just a vocal only section see this is this is how you know how early days this is you can carbon date this episode because p and i don't know what all the voices were in that section and literally Six hours from now, we're gonna have it memorized, like line by well, line. We'll figure. That's it not out. necessarily true because you and I both can't say, or maybe just me, of what who talks to Ray in Force Awakens. Like, there's the it's energy. There's the these are your first steps. Yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah, and then there's like three or four other and things. But I, it's like three people. Uh, but we'll, regardless of whether we can say it or not, like Entertainment Weekly will have a puff piece on who those voices are. Did you are. see the Razor Crest in um, the. Um... No, I was wondering though if it was out there. The guy I went to see the movie with, I was like, yeah, there's so many ships. Everybody's going to be freeze framing it to figure out. I saw the Razor Crest. The Colossus is not there. Okay, yeah! Um, because I thought it was in the, one of the trailers. And it makes, but I didn't spot it. It makes sense with the way that they're explaining the story that the Colossus uh-huh. isn't there because, like, Poe is at, during all of this movie is clearly depressed and is on his last rope. Right, the Resistance is not doing well at the very mm-hmm. beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes me think. Let me tell yeah, you something. Um, oh, well, ahead. it makes it, it no, makes me think that things are not going to go well for our heroes in Resistance, or it's just like they just did not even think to give any bit of a nod to uh, Star Wars Resistance or the Colossal, which it, Colossus. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they weren't actually <clears throat> in there. Those shots were preposterously large, with an insane amount of detail. Surely the clause is just buried in there somewhere. All right, well, you being positive, I'm. I actually think that, and it kind of makes me excited for resistance that they're not there, and that mm-hmm. we're gonna see like a skeleton crew or something happen to the Colossus, so that it makes sense yeah. because like, the resistance is not doing well in Episode Nine. They're no, no, they're not. Like, they're clearly on, like, um, I don't know, Yavin 4 or something? They never explain where that is. Who knows? Who knows? I'm glad you bring up the point of the Resistance not doing well and Poe being depressed. That brings up two points of mind. Number one, 
let's just talk about like look i was upfront about my feelings about the movie okay let's move on stuff i loved about this movie oh my gosh look oscar isaac friend and namesake of the show we rag on him a lot personal friend you know how you are with your friends you kind of rib on him you tease him here and there look oscar isaac was so handsome in this movie. he's very good i'm just so proud of him I saw him up there. I saw my good friend up there on that screen. And he just looked so handsome in his little outfit. And he was so charming. And when he asked Lori Bliss if he could kiss her, and then she was like, no. And I was like, you're out of your mind. What a handsome, handsome man. And what a charmer. And oh my gosh. Uh, pivoting from that, back to the resistance being in a bad place, back to all these ships showing up. A lot of jokes were made when Last Jedi came out because it was like Ryan Johnson took these huge story beats and portions of Force Awakens and went, oh, never mind, no, never mind, never mind, actually no, actually no, never mind. Uh, and then I I liked Rise of Skywalker, where uh, he was just like where J.J. Abrams then went, no, actually, never mind that, uh, and yes to my thing, and never mind that again, and never mind, and never mind. Like, uh, you know how they made the call and nobody answered? But actually, never mind. They made the call again. They had to actually, they just had to make no, it again. No, they just had that and random yes. be the person talking. Yeah, they just had to do it again and then yes. And you know how Ray's nobody, but actually, but actually, no, she's not nobody. So actually, no to that and yes to me. Um, there's a lot of, I didn't, look, I didn't take any notes. It's opening night. We're excited. But there was a... There were several story beats where I was like, oh, yeah, 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 J.J. fighting back. Like, this trilogy has essentially been a dialogue between these two honkies going hog wild over what their philosophy on big budget motion pictures is. Yeah, and um, it seems like J.J. got the last word, except for um, Ryan Johnson's getting a trilogy of his own. Currently, they say. We'll see. We'll mm -hmm. see. I actually made a bet I, when I, the next one's coming out. I said the next Star Wars movie will come out in the next three years. Which, yeah, yeah it will. I think it's supposed to be 2022. They're, they've already, um, the press, I think specifically Empire Magazine is where I read it. It was a fairly reputable film magazine, um, in my experience. Said that there was going to be an announcement about what the next Star Wars movie would be next month, January 20th. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. and that was a few months ago. Uh, that being said, that was not exactly a Lucasfilm press release. Um, and I also remember there being fairly reputable film sources on uh, opening night of Solo, A Star Wars Story, talking about James Mangold's Boba Fett film. So, you know, that could all change. Um, Speaking we'll um, of things I really liked... If you're mm -hmm. a big Kylo and Ray fan, I mean, Ray must have mm -hmm. taken up like what sixty percent of the screen. Which I was thrilled yeah. about. Like, yeah, I love her. Rey, force powers so. are insane, which is mm -hmm. completely fine. The yeah, can't wait for you, Mary Sue Punks, to come out of the wet work. Even though you probably didn't say jack about the same thing happening in another chunk of Star Wars just the day before. Yeah. Well, I mean, she also Spoilers, was I'm able sorry, to keep running but... around, and that person had to take a little nap after doing the mm -hmm. healing. That's very um, true. That's like, very... 
Oh, baby. You took, a, you took a little nap after doing what Ray did, and then Ray just oh, continued just to, love like, Ray so much. I love these fly guys. and run and stuff like that. Well, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, well. Oh, that part with the snake thing in that whole sequence was so great. I loved it. I loved it. I really loved a good chunk of the bill of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I did not hate any of it, but, oh, man. Yeah, some prime Ray and Kylo. I thought I mean, it was great. Finn and Poe. Uh, I'm very curious. It'll be one of those times you talk about single issue voters and things like this, and issues splitting up a base and where people fall. Um, where are the Raylos and the Where's Rose camp? Um, which one of those issues will outweigh the other in terms of how fans will feel about this? I'm sitting here. I'm still in my Rose Yeah, you posted that. Wondering, look, Star Celebration Chicago, JJ pulling that whole, the best thing Ryan Johnson did was hire which Kelly Which I guess Grant. is true with how much he redacted from Last Jedi. He kept her. That's true, barely, but he did. He well, did. No, no. He asked Rose to be on the Falcon. She said no. That, that's Kelly Marie Tran's fault. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. I did hear Kelly Marie Tran actually said no. Yeah, she's no, like, thank you. the Falcon is a little queasy. Um, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rose mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, even her like f- figuring out the battle that. schematics, that didn't help them at all. That was that was insane. Oh, I can't go on the Falcon. I gotta look at blueprints for Star Destroyers. Ah, oh. which really. Oh man, if no, we no, talk no. about well, this for too long, here's, here's, here's I will the thing learn to now. hate this movie. I think that she's staying because she was the most well-known name actor to play off Carrie Fisher. I mean, that's um, fair because he, he's, I, the the lesbian yeah. scene. I still have no idea what that woman's name is. Connix, maybe. Or is, no, Connix is Billy yeah. Ward's character. I don't know that character's name either, but I mean, she's yeah. very memorable. She's in. Yeah, she's, she's like, in she's Jedi. like, she's, she's the one like, oh Jedi. hey, Holdo's. She announces ha- Admiral Ackbar. Ha- Holdo's died. in charge now. Oh, mm-hmm. I like how they just casually throw in Akbar's son, and they they just they give him a name, but they don't even talk about him. It pops up in the comic book. Oh, thing. okay. Why? Are we, um, what what was your point? My point is that she, they needed to put somebody, play somebody off of her. Now, it could have been Maz, for sure, um, but... Also very short change. Yeah, well, we should get into that at some point, of all of the hidden misses of characters that, like, are like, look at this cool character, yeah, I mean, and then they just, do nothing it, with it. Phasma, Maz, um, Zori, yeah. um, all of Canto Bite. Um, Benicio <laughs> really del Benicio del Toro's care um, um, Benicio del Toro's character DJ. DJ. But we'll talk about that. At a different I will time. say I think it's important that DJ never shows up again. I think the most effective part about DJ is haunting to me that his last thing is he betrays Finn and Rose. <laughs> Finn's on his knees about to be murdered, and Finn says you're wrong, and then DJ maybe. says maybe, and never see him yeah. again. Haunting. Oh, great, great, great character. Love that whole arc. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 it makes sense to, to have a, a, you know, a character we're familiar with. Because um, it's uh, otherwise it's up. Maz, which I actually think Maz is a good one, or or Snap. Boy, oh boy, we finally got there. Well, here's Snap here's something. So, listeners that are Rest not in peace. Um, so Pieces. If you're not like familiar with like any of the books or the TV or the TV show or the comics or JJ Abrams, yeah. So Greg Grunberg and Snap Wexley, there are three books written about him in the aftermath books, and which are the the first piece of Disney Star Wars continuity, I believe, right? Or did Rebels start? First? Rebels probably Rebels started first, first, but it's it, it, but that was the first piece of yeah. post Return of the Jedi and first books, yeah, first books canon literature, yeah. Um, but in those books, he has a stepdad that's Wedge. So what does Wedge do in this movie? He says, let's get him later. He doesn't be like, hey, where's my stepson? Oh, uh, yeah. like, where's <laughs> Snap? He, he says... What's that? My stepson's dead! No! Right? He's like... Nope, he says, let's get him, know, Lando. He's like, nice shot, Lando. So... Yeah. That was crazy. Um, I don't that even, was crazy that they didn't have more with yeah. him. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the hilarious thing. I think that there were more, but they're like, we got to cut this movie down because I thought this movie could have been like two hours and five minutes. Like, there's so much extra stuff mm-hmm. that I did not actually need to be in there. I don't know. I I suspect that there's probably a a work print of this movie that's like three and a I, half yeah, hours. Yeah. I'm actually really curious um, when the Blu-ray comes out. Trigger. Uh, what that's going? <laughs> um, what's that? What that's gonna look like? Um, yeah. because I, don't know. I I didn't want to like point this out to the people I was seeing it with, but I'm like, oh, well, actually, Snap Wexley, his stepdad was right there with with Lando. <laughs> um, I it um. Not, you know, we poke fun at Snap Wexley, Wex, Wexley, Snap Wexley on the pod. So I was kind of, you know, unfortunately, like, oh, ha, ha, Snap Wexley dies, isn't that funny? Blah, blah, blah. He, he, he did serve his purpose in terms of stakes, though. I was genuinely surprised when he died, and it, and it did land that, like, oh, this is, you know, a severe battle, and I believed that it really shook Poe when that happened, and it did feel like the, the battle... Thus had well, they also paused. showed like every single pilot that was in the background running died because they also yeah. like any of the other one. Not Claude though. Not Claude, but you know he was on the Falcon. What I assume. Was he? All I wanted, other than the other two things that I mentioned previously that I also didn't get, was I want to know how Claude moves. Does he have little feet under there? Does he just sort of... Is he a slug? Is he... I don't know. I don't even know how he showed up! He's just there! How did he come up? How did he come up in the creation of this movie? When were they like, you know what this movie means? Like a beanbag slug. Looks like a sweet potato. But like a bad one that you're not going to eat. Well, who's in charge of that stuff? Um, Doug Chang? Uh, I'm not sure if he's in charge of pre-production art or not anymore. Uh-huh. I think he may be a, a, He's in the credits. He's definitely involved. He'll probably write the foreword for the art of book. 
<sighs> apologize, uh, listeners. I'm a little, I'm a little sleepier. It's been a long night. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Other, other big things for me. Um, Harrison Ford returns oh, in this movie. That, that. In a scene that I mentioned to the friend that I went with, who's a friend of yours as well. Oh, that scene wrecked Pete. He will often bring up his father issues on the podcast. Yeah, I was crying during that. <laughs> it was an effective scene. Um, what really got me was the I know. I didn't even catch that. I was just crying when, too much. When at the very, you know, Ben, he doesn't even say the full I love you. He just says dad. His dad. And Han says I know. Crushed me crushed me in very ryan johnson last jedi type fashion they kind of set up with ray saying i know that you keep replaying when you murdered your father in your head and they sort of set up that this is a memory that ben has um a lot of interaction with that he has a lot of familiarity with so that when you you know you see that scene with him and han that it's it's a version oh. of of the sequence that Let's has been talk about him. this for a second. They did introduce a new a new force power in this. Um, they introdu- um, well, they introduced two. One is yeah. the life trans like transporting your life force. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the, the healing, healing, but also like the taking it as well, which is I guess right. what healing at a price. What Palpatine was really talking about. So I guess he had. Did he have that to save Anakin to save Padme and? Episode three, or is that something he found later on? I guess it's it's something he would have found later on. Well, it seems like it's. I it doesn't seem like it's something he has. It's something that it seems like it's something he's aware of that he sees in Ray and and Kylo and Ray and Ben. He you know he says like oh power not seen in a long time or whatever. No, I mean his ability to absorb them. Uh, right, like, why wouldn't yeah, he I just absorb all of the Jedi that he was rounding up and killing after, like, with the Inquisitors? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There are a lot of things. They shouldn't have brought him back. And then the, the second really, thing uh, that they added is the, like, being able to transport things. Yeah. Items. Yeah, the snatching the necklace off of her was a little aggressive, but yeah, yeah, they can, you know, they um, they continue this sort of force connection from Last Jedi that Rey and Kylo have. Um, so some some pretty cool effect there. We get a sense that it's a possibility, as mm-hmm. as made famous in that "Let's Get Raylo" song. Why am I wet? Uh, Kylo Ren's glove is wet. He interacts with Interesting, Ray, okay. And his he comes back and he notices his glove. The the light um, so the lightsaber transfer was my Jedi. one of my favorite scenes when he like shows the lightsaber to the Knights of Ren and then he gives that little shrug like uh Yes, because once Kylo Ren is redeemed, once he is a good guy, he is allowed to be funny, Pete. <laughs> once he's he is a good smile. guy, he is allowed to jump and hit his Big strong chest on chain and go, ow. <laughs> Once he's a good guy, he's allowed to be surrounded by his friends that the EU seems to keep implying are loyal only to him, but are apparently not, and they turn on him as soon as he changes his little mm-hmm. outfit 
and he's able to shrug and be funny because he is a good guy now and good guys can be funny um it's i liked how when ben solo is redeemed and he becomes a good guy he goes from wearing a neat outfit to going to the gap and buying mm-hmm. a fleece and some chinos he rocks and it. He looks good in it. Kind of showing up in what Adam Driver was wearing yeah, that day. Can't wait for everyone at Star Wars Celebration to just cosplay as that if they have vaguely decent long hair. And then just to put on all black and be like, I'm Ben Solo. <laughs> really making it easy. Um, the last two things I'll add, uh, because we're running mm-hmm. a little late. The C-3PO um, comedy was really good. Um, I wish that they had not brought him back fully. Uh, It did diminish. They did two things with C-3PO and Chewbacca really um, set up very dire stakes that they immediately double back on. Like they double back on both those things very quickly. C-3PO comes back. So, so quickly, given how the weight they put mm-hmm. on that decision. Well, I guess it's also just a, a trick that they played off of the trailer that didn't actually pay yeah. off. Um, I should say, so at the end when they give Chewbacca that medal, that yes. is explained by the Force Collector book that I said was trash. Yeah. Ugh, um, I don't need it explained. I imagine the more explanation you have for that moment the stupider it is all you need to know is he didn't get a medal yeah um but they wrote a book to explain that um although it's only like maybe 10 pages of the book is Mm -hmm. is that yeah i want to give a huge shout out to Eunice photomo the man who's playing chewbacca now after the passing of of peter mayhew i mean he paid him in in force awakens in the last jedi as well but it's you know now his his mantle to bear when chewbacca finds out about leia Mm -hmm. Destroyed me. It it destroyed it me. Didn't hit me as much as I thought it would. Yeah. Really? Oh man, his his performance in that moment was in, incredible. Absolutely floored me. And then Oscar Isaac's performance um, when he's speaking with Leia's body, I guess, and and talking about how he's not ready. Had that moment gone on for maybe fifteen more seconds before Lando showed up, I probably would have cried. That was a good one. That was a good one. Very heavy. And then I think that we ha- haven't talked about Carrie Fisher at all. Mm-hmm. I think they did the best job that they could with the fit- footage they had. I thought the... Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to agree I with that. I was very I happy think... with the retconning that she was a Jedi and that she just quit. Yeah, I don't think we needed the flashback. The fla- I, I like the flashback. I, like I when they kept I, ma- I, making the reference to master and all of that stuff, I don't think that they had the footage to fully do go with that. But I mm-hmm. think they did the best job that they they could. It was not like readily yeah. apparent to me that she became the master. But mm. I, that's, that's the, like her ha- um. like her having hit her lightsaber. I thought was. A, a nice, a oh, nice touch. Um, the yeah. Carrie Fisher 
I understand that like they had to mold it around what they had, and I thought that they did yeah. um, an admirable job about it. I agree. I do think, unfortunately, given what they had, I do think without the real-world context of Leia's trajectory in this movie, it probably falls short. Yeah, but then it's it's I a different it's a different story. Confusing. Yeah, yeah. Sure, but I think like I think I think her death is confusing. I don't totally get it yet. Maybe upon further rewatching and further examination, it'll add up um, for me. I don't. I'm not at the moment. I don't have a, a take on why her body remains corporeal until Ben's dissolves and then their bodies dissolve mm-hmm. at the same time. I'm not sure. Um, that being said, I live in the real world. I do understand the limitations they were under. And with that in mind, I think they did do a, a very good job. But if you were to watch the film in a vacuum, I would not begrudge you a harsh opinion. If you didn't know she was dead. Of Leia's trajectory. Yeah. Right. Um, my With Last Jedi, I, I had a blog at the time, and I kept having to write different pieces on it because my opinion on that movie kept morphing. I kept having hot takes on it, so to speak. And I got my first um, small hot take, I guess I would say, uh, of Rise of Skywalker while I was at a red light on my way to grab drinks afterwards. And pretty big moment in the film is our entire principal castings are dying in a pit. And Finn yells, Ray, I never told you that! And it becomes a moment that Finn was about to say, Ray, I never told you something. He never does tell her. It comes up two more times in the movie, but we never do find out what he never told her. It's never addressed again. Yeah, I mean, does he have the force? Um, or That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it, the movie wants to you to think the more traditional, like, oh, Ray, I love you. But to me, a big, really enjoyable part of this movie was, to my mind, not at all subtle... Um, I mean, in a good way, like, uh, implication that Finn is Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's what he was going to tell her. And I, I don't know. I really, I really, it made me, it made me happy. I really liked it. I really enjoyed that. And when I, when that dawned on me after the movie, it, it made me happy. My, my first realization post-viewing Interesting, because a lot of people I've seen, because as soon as I finished the movie, I went on Star Wars Twitter, and people Mm -hmm. were very upset about Rose, very upset about Finn, that Finn was um, just, like, doing one-liners with Poe, and didn't have any character mm -hmm. development, that he just played off people, he didn't, like, push more into his own character. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's it, interesting, I interesting. both of the I mean the Rose thing I can I can understand and yeah. the story you know at certain points you have to kind of sacrifice one story for a different story and you know I think the massive inclusion of Ray yeah I think made up for that yeah and I I do think that that is perhaps something that you suffer when. Uh, you maybe put more eggs in the saga basket than the sequel trilogy basket. Though I will also say, when you look at... I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm not putting a lot of thought into this argument 
and I'm not pro sidelining Finn. I haven't watched the movie more than once, but looking at Return of the Jedi, I don't think you necessarily have a huge amount of character development for no. Han or Leia. Yeah. You know, other than perhaps being dead at the beginning of the movie and not being dead at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, you know, Han doesn't go through a whole bunch. All his character development happened in the previous movie. And I would argue the same is probably true for Finn. I mean, in the, it's in The Last Jedi that he is finally able to commit. And does you know, all those decide, terrible no, decisions in The Last Jedi. <laughs> well, look, we could talk about this all day, but... It's really Snap Wexley and BB-8's fault, everything that happens in Last Jedi. And that's true. And Snap Wexley does the recon flight in Force Awakens that allows the First Order to find out where the Resistance is. And BB-8, not Rose, not Finn, BB-8 is the one who decides to hitch a ride with DJ. All right, there's your hot take. That's not a hot take. That's a cold take. This is years old. Rose and Finn, they take one look at DJ and they're like... Oh, no, thank you. You're a psycho who will most certainly betray us. BB-8? Hey, let's go hang out, little buddy. Speaking of droids, Dio? Slapped. Yeah, Dio was a little pointless. I'm I'm curious I like the Jedi Hunter, if we're going to see them the Mandalorian. Yeah, boy, he didn't look tough or cool at no, all. No, it seems like... When you're introduced as a Jedi Hunter, I expect you to look like the Predator, not oh, like... No, he... They a clearly were like low on budget, and then they were on the uh, the set of Shape of Water, and they were like, <laughs> "Hey, you using this?" And then Guillermo del Toro was like, "Hey, are you using Doug Jones?" Or they were can like, we have him "No, do we want a Panzer Labyrinth?" I I really like Dio. I like the very small chunk of Zori Bliss we had. I assumed marketing man it's a heck of a thing it really seemed to me and they were they were heavily sidelining rose in the marketing it seemed to me almost like they decided that they could swap out one woman of color for another and they put jaina on a Mm -hmm. lot of the marketing and they sidelined rose jaina also i feel like has very very minimal part in this movie and we, we can get into that. Um, I feel like I want to spend like a whole episode just talking about the side characters in these in in this in this mm-hmm. uh, Claude trilogy. Now, um, yeah, Josh, we're gonna have an episode where any, we're talking about Claude. Uh, last thoughts. I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, that's fair. It's late. I'm sleepy. I didn't think we would talk for this long. You got work in the morning. I think I've. Tentatively, I know as soon as we stop recording, I'll come up with something. Um, I guess, you know, truth and lending. I don't rate every movie I see on Letterboxd, but I do on a list on my phone. Uh, I gave Rise of Skywalker three out of five stars. Um, I enjoyed it. I loved so, so many things about it. Brought me genuine joy. Uh, my abused knees from the guy in front of me who very wisely left as soon as that movie was over. Like, before the name of the director was on the screen, he was out of there. Boy, was that smart. I was going to have words with him, Pete. I was legitimately had prepared words for him. 
It was going down. And he left. And he was with people. He left them. So, in his defense, I don't know. Perhaps there were extenuating circumstances. I was very upset. I forget what I was saying. Cause my you said very, three and a half stars. This person. Um, uh, three stars. Three stars. Three stars. For now. Could go up. Um, I really loved the middle of it. I really loved all the character interaction. I just, you know, I've said before, I said again, I love Ray. I love Finn. I love Poe. I love Rose. Um, three out of four of those characters, I think, get really compelling scenes together. I loved having Poe and Ray and Finn together. I thought they uh-huh. played off each other really well. I thought all of the actors that I've grown to love gave great performances. Sad to see him go. Um, I would say it to me, it, currently, it's, it feels like very Return of the Jedi. And like, yes, as a conclusion, not necessarily the most satisfying one. Uh, I guess final thought, final hot take. Uh, you know, the, the, the best in the trilogy goes in reverse. Prequel trilogy, I think the third movie's the best. Original trilogy, I think the second movie's the best. Now that all the cards are lying on the table, sequel trilogy, I really, I just, I love Force Awakens so much. And I think a big chunk of perhaps my feelings walking out of Last Jedi and walking out of Rise of Skywalker are, I just, I think that opening night of Force Awakens was like one of the best nights of my life. (laughs) Happy to be there, bud. (laughs) Like I just, it was great. I mean, I had a lot of friends there and the movie was incredible. I left a hundred thousand percent satisfied i never thought i would ever see another new star wars movie again and i think that every time i walk into a star wars movie now i'm chasing that high which is unrealistic because quite frankly it had never happened before i've always liked star wars movies but like force awakens well the atmosphere is also a lot different too like people are cheering yeah i mean well there was the lines were insane that was not like nobody like people had a polite clap Nobody was yelling at any point, mm-hmm. and I was at the fan. I was at the fan event. Um, yeah, the late well, no, the fan er, event. Well, the early. Fa- no, I was at the five o'clock. Right, that oh, didn't start until let's late. Not, uh, <laughs> let's not get into that. Um, yeah, we don't want yeah. the pod to go another hour. Do you have any? You have any final um, thoughts here, Pete? I'm, I gave it four and a half. Um, I will say it's five yeah. to people just to trigger them. Um, but so, but like when family or somebody comes up to you over the holidays and they know you like Star Wars, I'm like, oh hey, I haven't seen the new Star Wars. Oh, movie. four what and a half. Think? I'll say what that. Like, I really liked it. Um, the Ray yeah. Kylo stuff, like, um, was hot. My expectations were met, and then some. And the Palpatine stuff was completely fine. Um, it was like a night. Couldn't disagree. It was nice. With the second part. With the second part. But yeah. For talking about the Skywalker saga, Palpatine goes kind of hand in hand. Um, Although you know they you miss him in seven and eight. Although they uh, and four four, and five. No, he's in the they like he's in the background manipulating things. Yeah, I mean, I guess he does literally show up and. But um, so I can't say that. I that'll I, that this is a longer conversation. All right. Um, well, I guess my whole thing is I feel like the sequel trilogy should have been more about dealing with the impact of those movies instead of uh, extending the themes of those movies. Like when I watched Force Awakens, 
I very much felt like a real-world connection with the First Order to people who are weirdly worshipping Nazis and stuff, and it's like, you weren't even around then, do you really know what you're glorifying? And I felt like those sorts of themes, but I think when you bring back Palpatine, it maybe negates those themes, and those themes get weaker, and it becomes less about people glorifying a legacy they don't understand, and more about them interacting with it on a one-on-one basis. And I do think that... Now that I've said that, I probably won't come up with anything else to say when we're done recording. Oh, Pete, stop recording, guys. All right, I'm out of here. Goodbye.